Hey there, Kevin. Hey there, Bob. How are you? Well, it's a Friday, uh, <laughs> and days have just been clicking by. So we started the year with a, a pandemic, and then March, it felt like it was had at least 600 days in March. Or Technically, we didn't start the year with the pandemic. Well, that just kind of happened in March. Well, in my mind, it was... January, February, possibly, but we weren't... Yeah. We were in denial. But... <laughs> I've since taken a new job at some point, and ever since then, time just flies. The thoughts and opinions of Bob and Kevin of the Bob and Kevin show are exclusively the thoughts of Bob and Kevin and not the thoughts of their employers. Past, present, and probably not future. I mean... I blink and it's Friday. I blink again. It's Monday again. I blink again. It's Friday again. I blink again. It's, you know, it's just, and honestly, I'd rather have it that way because I, I just like having a huge amount of purpose. Like Kevin, we've got this pile of work for you and we know you'll never get to the bottom of it. But just please help us move it. <laughs> you know, just work through. See, it. that drives some people nuts, though. The never get to the bottom of it. Yeah. I mean, Oh, funny you bring that up. So I, I think you're a Kanban shop, maybe, maybe not. But uh, where I'm at, we're both Sprint and Kanban. So it depends on your team. I'm a Kanban team. And that was a new concept for our team <laughs> or for me, not for the team. And so, of course, Josh. We might be more like f- flaming dumpster fire. I, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> well, I think that's most companies because they're like, oh, we're agile, not waterfall. Now nah, you're you're probably something weird and that doesn't have yeah. a name. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you're just full on scramble. Right. So uh, anyway, so we're Kanban. So if you don't know what Kanban is for the lay user, it's basically the bottomless pit of work. There is no sprints. There is no at the end of two weeks or whatever your sprint length is, you you reflect or you ship. In fact, we ship every day. And to some people, that's like, you do what? And honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way now that I've been exposed to it. Because as soon as your feature is done, ship it out. Well, Kevin, what if it's a big feature and it's got a lot of moving parts? Well, that that makes us do um, the following. And that is take a feature and break it down into shippable parts. You know, you can ship that database update without the UI going out. You know, you can ship. I swear to God, you said you didn't want to talk about work. I did did say that, (laughs) but I'm not specifically talking about, I guess I am kind of being specific, but it's it's not. Well, you're talking about process. Yeah, it's it's a process. And it's a process that I fully, humbly get both arms around because, um, you know, the advantage of being an outsider coming to an established company is you can bring the, you know what? I understand the way you do it, but this is the way I've done it. Are you open to hearing new ways? And oh, by the way, X, Y, and Z that you're doing. Holy shit. That's awesome. I would have never thought of that. And you know, so there's a good amount of having non like minded people sometimes get together. Of course it can be total chaos, but there is that. I believe they call that diversity, Kevin. Yes, thank you. There is a word for that. But <laughs> back to Kanban. So it's a bottomless pit. And that's good and bad. But we don't, you know, a sprint, at the end of a sprint, a lot of times you'd ship code and there it is. Yeah, yeah. No, we, you got a feature. And this feature is a, usually a ticket. And this ticket passes QA. Once it passes QA, it goes into production. And then you go to the next ticket and so on and so forth. Of course, you have various tickets in different states here. 
but um, I'm a huge proponent of automated tests, unit testing, Selenium testing, you name it. Um, and I'm a huge proponent of ship it as soon as you can. There's, there's no reason anymore in my mind to wait to ship a, a feature unless you've piss poor planned it. I know that's a bit broad statement, well, but <laughs> yes, but that's, but that's an important caveat though. Um, I do want to put a pin in selenium testing mm, yes, because I want to come back to that. Yes. Um, also I have a question. Uh, does anybody call it Kanban? Maybe tomato, tomato, and it, and can, okay, because Kanban sounds like somebody from know Chicago, the Bears, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're Kanban shop. I, actually, I haven't heard many people say that word out loud, so I, I thought I assumed it was Kanban. Uh well, but it could it could Kanban. be, but culturally speaking, um, it was presented to me as Kanban, and it S- sounds fancy. It could be Kanban. Uh, Kanban, you know, so there's probably four permutations of the syllables. So depends where the umlauts are. Um, exactly. Well, you, you mentioned, you know, days and weeks going by in blinks of an eye. That I've typically found that either happens when you're having fun or you're busy as hell. Sounds like you're definitely having that busy as hell. Yeah, but I'm, but uh, would it be, would it just sound like I'm kissing? But to say I'm having fun doing it too, because no, because you could totally have fun working your ass off. I, totally agree. And we we do a lot of uh, more more like one on one time than I think I've experienced at most places. Like at least every we do we do a retro every two weeks. We do one on ones with my boss or or someone who reports to me with it every two weeks ish, and that's just. Hey, there's just time for us to talk. That's all there that it is. It's just time for us to talk. Sounds very healthy. Very it healthy. It is. And one thing that I like to tell people in my orbit, whether it's the person up for me or the people, you know, who report to me, if you're not here having fun, let's fix that. Because, man, if you're just here slinging tickets from left to the right... And it's not like the thrill of, hey, I got this feature out. Hey, I solved that bug that's just been kicking our ass. Let's fix that because programming should be fun. I, I tell my non-programming friends when they ask, what do you do, Kevin? Well, I'm a software engineer. Oh, that sounds cool. Well, Larry, let me help you. <laughs> what it actually is is I, I sit around and solve mysteries and puzzles all day and get paid for it. And I am not kidding you. Yeah, but- you mentioned that in a previous episode puzzle solver yeah that's what i do and the only bad thing about our job in my opinion is meetings is just like meetings and so um less meetings is more no comment (laughs) well i mean that's not specific to where i work or you work just meetings are a necessary evil and um another little nougat i picked up over the years is you know if you don't have action items in a meeting you've come to a ceremony thank you for coming (laughs) because <laughs> that's all it is is a ceremony thanks for coming to my ted talk yeah and it's just like, meetings are expensive so, and you know think about all the salary that's sitting in your room you know or your video conference just listening and it's sometimes very necessary like i said we have these one-on-ones but that's, those totally necessary mental health or work health and hygiene that's all super necessary um, but any meeting that could have been solved <laughs> with an email or a Slack message is a win. Um, when we adjourn meetings early, I, I usually make the, the comment, 
ah, a developer got its wings, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like rejoice, you know, that's the best thing you can do is be like, and you know what, we still have 15 minutes, but you know what, let's go do something else, <laughs> you know, adjourning early. We usually say, I'm going to give you back 15 minutes of your day or 20 minutes yes. or, and yeah. so it's no secret that meetings are kind of expensive and they, everyone's like, uh. I'm looking at my Google calendar and it's just, uh, you know, um, I do get excited when I come in and go, you know what? The only thing I have is stand up this morning. Today's going to be a good day. It's sunny outside. All I have is stand up. I have tickets and in no front of me looks. and it's just me and the tickets. It's, it's about to get into me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, riffing off that having fun line, uh, something's been recent in the headlines about our good friends at Facebook. And we often have a good time and lots of fun uh, bashing Facebook. And it it feels like there might be a day of reckoning coming for our good friend Mark and his collection of companies. But when I was very excited about this or when you shared it and said we should talk about this, you mentioned the word DevOps. And I didn't initially go there. So I would love to spend some time here at the Bob and Kevin show talking about your thoughts on the DevOps implications of the potential breaking up of the Facebook monopoly. I'm just going to call it the Facebook monopoly from now on. (laughs) You know, sometimes in in podcasts and and radio, you have awkward segues because, Bob, I have no idea what you're talking about. So give me a little bit of context here. DevOps, are we sure? Earlier in the week, I swear to God, I po- we, you posted about, here we go, in Slack. I think we should, oh, as it develops, because I'm not a very good reader. <laughs> Gosh, reading is hard. So I said develops, not DevOps. So. Yes, as it develops. Well, that was really funny because when I read it, I was like, oh my God, I can't imagine where this is going to go. Wow. <laughs> me either. So Tell I me about that up. <laughs> okay. So here, let us. Well, let me- I thought you were going to go into what, like, what breaking up those companies, because obviously when they can, well, let's just condense this into a fake conversation. <laughs> when they consolidated those companies, they probably changed some personnel, right? So Facebook buys Instagram, they buy WhatsApp. Um, there's probably some overlap in their, mm-hmm. you know, talents and resources. So they probably consolidated some of those efforts. Then if they're going to get broken up. So th- this is how I logicked out uh. my misreading of develops <laughs> DevOps. So I thought this is where we were going to be going. Um, before we dive into the breakup of the Facebook monopoly, since I mentioned how poor of a reader I am, uh, do you want to maybe do our live read this week or should I find it in Slack? Cause I don't even remember where it is. Oh, I can do it for you, Bob. Let's see my pace. Oh wait, you just click the pinned items, right? Yes. You just click the pinned items and then voila, it's right there. Oh, but I, it must be pinned in a different channel. Well, actually, which, which channel is it pinned So we in? use Slack, which just got bought for $27 billion, Bob. If you uh, notice... In the, also talking about that today. If you notice in the top left, you have threads, mentions, then you have saved items in your uh, channel there. Your saved items is where you'll find said reading. And depending on your body language, I may just go ahead and read it myself. Okay. Yeah, it's not in my saved right. items, so I'll have to do that. So this episode... And others like it are brought to you by Beatty Bar Media. That's right. The Bob and Kevin Show. It's uh, actually 
changed over the years because Bob and I have kind of leapfrogged what tasks we do and whatnot. We finally decided, you know what, wouldn't it be great if we just show up and talk? And the way that's possible is because of Beatty Bar Media, uh, run by Josh Beatty Bar. And it's an online uh, editing and production company that specializes in music, podcast production, and video services for creators of all backgrounds. Their efficient and reliable services will save you not only time, but stress in any project. Bob, you can see this gray in my beard. It's It's been coming in <laughs> it's, pretty... It's such a cool gray, though, man. It looks so awesome. Yeah, but it's been coming in way too fast. I mean, I'm getting Obama hair here, and it's just not cool. You know, <laughs> so anyway. Um, so what can Beatty Bar uh, Media do for you? Well, buy, you can buy time. So I think there's a movie with um, Justin Timberlake, right, where it's something about the rich people could, like, buy time from other people. Well... I don't know what that movie Whoa. name is, but it's something I do want to actually watch at some point. But you don't have to be rich to use Beatty Bar Media. In fact, you can just use a, uh, you know, gosh, cost of, I don't know, a few pizzas or not even that. Just something not very expensive. Depends on the size of your project. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You're going to have to get a hold of Josh. But I can tell you this. If you mention the Bob and Kevin show, he will give you a 10% discount. Uh and what you should really do is visit www.baity-bar.media slash BK show to claim that discount. And Josh, we love you. So, uh, Bob, <laughs> <laughs> what more uh, have you on Beatty Bar Media before we move on? Uh, he, you know, I think Josh does this for all of his clients. He basically gives them the chance to be the content providers that they are and uh, kind of leave the technical bits and bobs to him and his team to really bring a finished product to market and allow the, you know, he allows his clients just to be creative. And that's really what he's enabled for Kevin and I, you know, we used to grimace a little bit about our responsibilities related to the show. Kevin, you know, was always doing the artwork. I was doing the post-production and we'd share the social media. Now we kind of just need to, now we just get to think about the show and show up and hit record. And we really like that. So thanks again. Check out uh, Beatty-Bar.media slash BK show. Fill out your quote information and you'll get a discount. So thanks, Josh. You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Beatty Bar and Kevin Gieszewski. Each week we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show and our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. Bob, ask me if I think Facebook will actually be broken up. Kevin, I have a really important question for you. <laughs> In your heart of hearts, do you honestly believe that Facebook will ever be broken up? No, because here's <laughs> here's why. There is a bit of a precedent. It's called Microsoft. Have you ever heard of such company, Microsoft? Yeah. In yeah, yeah, I think so. In 1998, they basically were facing the same thing. And after a uh, 
uh, you know, a few years of wrangling with the government, they just ended up paying, I think, a, a fine slap on the hands and then got told basically, hey, don't bundle Internet Explorer into your operating system, stuff like that. But I don't ever know what happened with that with Microsoft because I am sure that you get Microsoft Edge now in Windows and certain versions. And the icon even shows up on your damn desktop. So I don't even know what happened with that. Maybe people forgot. I don't know. Well, I wonder if the case was so specifically litigated that it was entirely related to the browser known as Internet ah, Explorer. But we've rebranded, so, so now it's no yeah, longer. We've renamed it. <laughs> it's not even the same rendering engine. It's Chromium now. Oh so sounds like a le- <laughs> legal brief. So no, honestly, I don't <laughs> think Facebook will get broke up. Now Facebook's arguing. And it, it makes sense. Wait a second. You guys approved us. Now you're now you're reneging on that, right? You know, there's that is the exact argument that I was going to bring to the table. How do you get to be? How do you get to say no? No, we were kidding. You can't buy those companies anymore. Do you remember how much the price tag of WhatsApp and Instagram combined um, were or are? Or I guess were past tense. They had. They had B numbers, right? I feel like ninety billion. Instagram was about. a bargain at one billion, and WhatsApp was uh, not so much a bargain at nineteen billion. A total of twenty billion dollars changed hands. Don't know where I got my ninety billion. I don't know. You know <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Once you get past, they got Instagram for a billion. Uh, allegedly, yeah, but it was you know twenty twelve versus twenty fourteen. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they bought Instagram in 2012. Yeah, that wow, feels that like forever ago. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, Bob, let me let me reverse. Then, do you think Facebook will be broken up? <sighs> no, I, you know it's funny because I I saw an Onion article maybe the very next day. I don't know if you saw this or not. But it said that um, Facebook was actually uh, getting a legal team together to get the U.S. government to break up because <laughs> it was too big. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but that's so <laughs> onion. <laughs> I almost see that being more of a reality than Facebook being broken up. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. I mean, so I think I'm right there with you. I don't know how you unwind it. Yeah, it, you know, like I said, people have merged, consolidated. Now you have to spin them back up. So I need somebody older than me, maybe you, maybe somebody older than you, to tell me what happened with Ma, Damn it. with Ma Bell when that broke up in the '80s, right? Because they broke up that, and that's it's, Ma Bell got the ill communication. <laughs> yeah, and so, so what it's the a government Beastie Boys lyric, by the way, what the government's <laughs> looking to do is basically undo WhatsApp and Instagram mergers, put further uh, restrictions on them from acquiring anyone in the future. And of course, then they have their, they I mean, the government has their sites on Google, Apple, and Amazon as well for similar things. I don't know why Microsoft's not back in in that list, but I, maybe they are. Because <laughs> Microsoft is just sad. It's just sad and pathetic. Because every time just... uh, the government, or anyone, not even just the government goes, oh, look, Microsoft's releasing a new thing. And we're all like, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Bing, uh, Zune. Uh, yeah. The only thing they got. It means it'll be kind of like. Kind of like something that's already popular, but not as good. <laughs> I, I will give Microsoft a few things that they're doing well at Xbox. I, you know, I think they're really killing it with Xbox. Um, you know, either an Xbox or PlayStation guy, typically. 
or gal. And then uh, the Azure and the .NET framework and going to .NET Core. That's all great for them. Windows 10. I like Windows 10. It's not terrible. Um, So they got some good stuff. But man, when they try to clone technology, not good. Not good at all. But what is it about Facebook that makes it is it because of the dis- the distribution of information ah. that makes them such a target? No. Like, what's the connection between? Okay, go ahead. Here, here's the 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 one argument that I'm like, oh, you know, I actually hadn't thought about that. So, Bob, is Facebook a social media platform? Yes. Okay, I know. I was I was going to mess with you <laughs> no matter what you said. So, yes, they are. I figured, but no, not really, because what are they really? an advertising platform. So true. when you've got such reach and such um, monopoly, if you will, on eyeballs, what can you do with advertising prices? You can set your own damn you price. You can skyrike. Yeah, skyrocket. So sure. I hadn't considered that because I considered like 15 other things I hate about Facebook. Oh, their invasion, invasion <laughs> of privacy. Um, their, their company's run by an Android, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing that was like new to the argument was, oh, yeah, I guess they can just be like, you know what? Facebook's where the business or where advertising happens. And you know what? You got to pay to play. Kind of like Super Bowl ads, if you will. Right. Yes. But this is where it gets confusing for me, though. I get it. But you can place ads other places. And are there ads in WhatsApp? I'm so out of touch with WhatsApp. I, I don't know. And then, yes, you can place ads other places but you know what's the market share of eyeballs how you know google's definitely got a lot of eyeballs um right but if it's about advertising then how doesn't google invalidate the monopolistic advertising aspect of facebook yes and no um because you can also you can look at it from a perspective of of all places you can advertise what's the breakdown and then you can also go, well, within the Facebook ecosystem, we've got Facebook, WhatsApp, whatever, is Google allowed to advertise in there? You know, if I, you know, do I charge people who are, you know, do I've I... I've seen Google advertisements right. in Facebook. And so, truth be told, I don't advertise on Facebook. I don't have the kind of coin that goes into that. But clearly looking at the revenues of Facebook, they're charging, you know, they're, they're moving some money. I don't know whether it's outrageous or it's market rate. I don't know any of those things. Well, I think with the with the bigger issue there, like yes, they're handling massive campaigns for massive money streams, especially when you think about politics. But it's also incredibly accessible. Instagram and Facebook advertising is incredibly accessible to almost everyone. And I think that might be so like if you're if you're Joe Facebook user and you're running for local office, you can open a, a you know, a, a political candidate page and you could start running ads immediately. Same thing with Instagram. If you're a small podcast, you can run any, it's, it's pay-per-click or pay-per-view. So you can set your target at anything you want and take advantage of the same tools that the big players use. You so know, you, you just is get, that where it gets monopolistic? Well, you just gave me an idea here because... I'm not on Facebook, and when my church live streams, I constantly get asked, Kevin, what's the church account? And I look at them and go, there's no such thing. And they're like, what do you mean there's no such thing? 
And then I had to explain to them, well, on Google, you can sign up joesnuffy at gmail.com. And that's your username. On Facebook, it's you or it's nothing. There is no such thing as my fake account email or whatever. And I log into Facebook and it's just whatever. You have to actually be logged in as a real person, scare quotes. And so they go, so how do we live stream on Facebook if we can't log in as the church? I said, you're going to log in as you, and then you have to be an admin to the church page or whatever. The church page, yeah. And then, so if you take that to advertising, you just said it's accessible to everyone, but hey, Bob, it's accessible on my platform so long as you sign up for Facebook. And then I go, okay, well, let me sign up for Facebook, but I just want to sign up as the local mayor's campaign. Sorry, you can't do that. You actually have to be Sally. You have to be Bob. You have to be Kevin. And for me, I'm like, oh, so you're telling me in order for me to tap into your advertising network, I have to go ahead and let you surveil me. So see, one thing leads to the next thing. And then I'm not comfortable with that. And so a lot like for the church, I say, sorry. So-and-so, you got to log in because I don't have a Facebook account. Well, Kevin, why don't you just sign up for Facebook? Then you don't have to ask me. I'm like, that's the thing. I don't want to sign up for Facebook. (laughs) You know, if I could sign up as a generic user, that would be different, but I can't. I have to sign up as Kevin, and I don't want to sign up as Kevin. I know it seems weird. Right. I know, but once again, we're connecting it back to the the people being the product. I'm I'm trying to figure out where the monopolistic part comes into it. But, well, I'm trying to... Because basically the, AT, the the FTC is just saying that they want to break up the three companies. I get that. I'm saying their footprint is so big that they can play my rules, take it or leave it. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's such a big footprint that if I want to tap into this big market, I have to... I can't just bring money. I have to then agree to this. I have to agree to that and have to agree to that. Well, Kevin, if you don't like it, don't advertise here. Okay, but then that's a huge footprint that I can't tap into now. And I know I'm I'm mixing personal what I want with business what they want. But what I think the government also may be saying is, is they're so big that if they're going to want to have that sort of our way or no way, then we're going to have to reduce your market share. Because it's not as open as you might think. It's a huge platform, but they get they are governing a huge footprint. And that covers Facebook, it covers Instagram, and it covers WhatsApp. We get to set the rules everywhere. And if they were to acquire Google, now we get to set the rules that you know, or or the next start. So I think it's also the amount of how much influence and power that they're allowed to exert over X number of users. At some point, you've they've just got so much power that and i think they're there today that okay the government wants to break us up well guess what we've got umpteen billion dollars to tell you to suck it government and at some point they have unlimited resources to do whatever they want however they want and that's a threat i think to not only the the marketplace but a threat to the government itself you know remember we talked about libra they wanted to have their own coin right holy shit yeah yeah. (laughs) you know anyway Right, but listen, okay, so from the article in CNN Business, the FTC and the states accuse, there's multiple states involved in this. 47. Accuse, yeah, accuse Facebook of abusing its dominance in the digital marketplace and engaging in anti-competitive behavior. There you go. Quote, quote, Facebook's actions to entrench and maintain its monopoly deny consumers the benefits of competition. But based on... 
okay, anti-competitive conduct in what arena? Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, is I don't think you're ever going to get equate anti-competitive practices with a concrete black and white. It's going to be on the spectrum of, ooh, they're getting... I mean, you'll never reach infinity as being anti-competitive, probably. But once you get enough clout in the marketplace that you get to dictate how everything works just because you're such a, your, your gravity well is so big, you become a threat not only to the government, not so much, but you, you become a threat to that anti-competitive thing. Bob, okay, I don't like Facebook. Where else can I advertise? Well, you can go on Google. You can go here, but it's not the same because you interact with your people way differently on Google than you would on a Facebook, Instagram. Well, right. And this is where I was going to take this because you've mentioned the advertising thing a couple of times. I don't think that's the anti-competitive behavior. I think they're referring to the actual presence of social. When you said, when you, when you said you were going to pick on me either way, when you asked if they were a social media company and I said, yes, I think that's actually what the FTC is targeting not the advertising because there is all kinds of competition available for advertising. You can go to Twitter, you can go to, I don't think parlor has advertising yet, but you can go to any of those platforms. I think that the anti-competitive nature is the actual social aspect of it between Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, not related to, well, <clears throat> the advertising is probably a component of it, but it sounds like in the couple paragraphs I'm reading in the article, it, they're focusing on the anti-competitive and the, they, they say it's restricting innovation and competition. I would say that that's related to the social platform aspect of it, not the advertising specifically. I think it's going to have to encompass A to Z. You know, they, uh, they have Oculus. Are you familiar with Oculus Rift? Yeah, that's their uh, augmented or not virtual augmented, reality but, uh, things. virtual reality. Yeah. Um, I would love to have them, but guess what you need to do, Bob, in order to use that? Facebook account. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I don't want Facebook. I just want Oculus. And then they keep acquiring but there's these other things. But there's other um, virtual reality companies and appliances. Sure, go ahead. Name, go by name, name one, Bob. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm just fucking with you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but there are others, right? There are, but guess what? We're we as consumers are at risk of Facebook buying them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the problem. Facebook's just like we've got so much money that we can go around and just buy up all the things, and then that competition thing is no longer a problem. So is Oculus hardware or software or both? It's both. Okay. Yep. Because I'm sure that Microsoft's got something for their gaming system. I'm sure Sony's got something for their gaming system, right? Uh, not virtual reality. That's that's not, that's not yet. That's a much um more specific technology. I mean, it's just not as mainstream as I have a TV and a console. You know. Anyway. Well, let me pose this to you. So we're talking about Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and the fact that apparently a lot of folks think it's ubiquitous. But when we are talking about Microsoft again, they have gaming platform. They have video entertainment. Um, they have chat through their, you know, Microsoft network. So... Isn't that competition against Facebook? 
I am no Microsoft apologist. Uh, I said earlier in this conversation, why isn't Microsoft on this list for, for those reasons? Right. But if they're doing virtually, I mean, they're, I would say oh, they're more say, direct competition you, than Facebook is, or than Google is okay. for, micro, or for Facebook. So the way I see it is all these companies are vertically integrating. Ah, I'm Apple. I no longer want to depend on Intel. Let's make our own silicon. So what they're doing is they're killing off these supply chains um, so that they can just be a vertical ecosystem. So they can basically say F you to whoever. So they're all doing this. And um, (laughs) I do have to ask myself, is this a good thing or not a bad thing? It's good for business if you're Amazon that you no longer have to depend on the United States Postal Service or UPS or FedEx. So, you know, that's how they're doing it. So I'm not saying it's not good for them, but is it good for you and me? I don't know. Um, Well, well, let's think about Amazon again, though, in in the scope of Facebook. Amazon owns Twitch, right? mm Mm-hmm. Amazon owns Amazon Video, right? Mm-hmm. Amazon owns Amazon Music. They're on this list through by the Twitch. Way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I I think they're going I mean, I think in the in the end game, they want to go after all of them, but if they're all doing the same thing, then aren't they all competing against each other and doesn't that fly in the face of anti-competitive behavior and monopolistic tendencies? Well, at risk of think <laughs> of of thinking this is turning into a Sean Hannity discussion where we got half truths. So it's true that they are all kind of doing the same thing, but are they really? Amazon's not social media. Google's not social media. Facebook is. Facebook's not retail. Google's not retail. So we can definitely draw connections between them, but they are asynchronous or asymmetrical size. Okay, so then let's then I'm going to bring a different approach to the argument. First of all. Much like you said, you're not a Microsoft apologist. I'm not being a Facebook apologist. I just I'm nice. having, no, I'm, I'm, having tr- I'm having trouble wrapping my head around the logic behind this. So, okay, true or false? Small companies that start up doing innovative technology X, is it or is it not in part of their business plan to get gobbled up by? fill in large tech giant and get big check. It is, but I think it's for the wrong reason. It's because of Facebook's, because of Google, because of Amazon that, yes, that turns into their whole purpose in life. And I would say, I think we're better off that small startup company doesn't get gobbled up and they turn into a medium-sized tech company (laughs) allowed to at least get there. (laughs) They come, they become a medium-sized technology because of the acquisition. And does it well? We're going to transition into all that. <laughs> does that not? Does that not encourage innovation and encourage competitive technologies just by the fact that you might get purchased by this giant? Okay. Because everybody's trying to get that prize. All right. All right. That seems like competition and innovation to me. I, I won't disagree, but I will give you a uh, a different angle here to to chew on. So, company got bought. By a big big fish got or bought little fish. Okay, gobbled them up. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Now I am uh, the CTO and Bob. You're the CEO of an, the next latest startup, and we want to get into virtual reality. And we think we got the hot new technology, but we just can't seem to get a foothold because all you hear about is Oculus Rift. And Facebook decides, you know what? What you got doesn't interest us. And so we slug it out and whatnot. Um, 
And then another company starts up. They do the similar thing to us, and Facebook decides to buy them. And then uh, this company that just got bought had the same similar sort of innovation that we had. What has it done to our company? It's it's made us obsolete. But, and I know that's life. But that's competition. That's life. That's competition. <laughs> right. That but but that's what the suit is alleging that Facebook is is diminishing because of their monopoly. Well, here you go. Here you I go. argue that it's not diminishing it. Would you rather us compete against this other startup in a competitive way or us have to now compete with Facebook because they have unlimited resources? Who's going to win? But you but you are competing against the other startup to get bought by Facebook. David, David and Goliath. Uh, yes, it is a competition, but one is <laughs> going to crush the other. Right. But anybody who wakes up in their garage and says, I have this great new piece of technology and I'm going to use it to take down, take on Facebook is kidding themselves. That's why it's in their business plan. Yeah, because they're actually woo- probably thinking... We're not. We're not going to take on Facebook. We're going to get their attention, <laughs> so they gobble right. us up. We're going to shop it to Facebook. We're going to shop it to Microsoft. And we're going to shop it to Amazon and Twitter. Well, it's it's like I mean, it's like the center of the galaxy. I know I'm just totally going off the deep end on this one. You've got the black hole. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then there's just going to be the black hole and everything else. And that black hole is just going to exert its influence over everything, rightly or wrongly. And you're going to get the libertarians, which I've often been accused of being one, say, well, Kevin, that's just, that's free market. That's how it goes. And then you'll get the Democrats say, ah, no, we have to have regulation. And then you'll get the Republicans be like, I don't know, we won the election. But anyway, um, so the point is, (laughs) um, fake news, but point is, is I, I don't know what the actual statute of the monopoly is. I don't know if that's something we can easily look up because there's what Bob and Kevin think. And then there's what the law is. And I don't know how much of it is just me wanting Facebook to just burn up versus how much they're actually possibly violating some sort of statute, which I I don't know. So there's that. Right. But here's an issue I have with the, the media coverage of this so far if 47 states are signed on to this and it's a big, you know, national thing, you'd expect a little more details in the coverage. I think it's just another, enough people want to break up Facebook, but I don't, I mean, there's no meat in any of the coverage of it thus far. Well, we started earlier, whatever, whatever timestamp, do I think we're going to see Facebook break up? The answer is no. What I think is going right. to happen here is just they're going to get slapped on the hand. They will get scrutinized more when they want to buy the next thing. And Facebook's got deep pockets. Therefore, they can cough up a nice little settlement for whoever. By the way, side note, whenever these companies pay a settlement to the government, who who gets that? I mean, does that go to the treasury that we like pay off a bill or something? I'm just curious what happens. I think we've talked about this before with FTC fines in Facebook and Google and the whatnot. It's, I'd love to know the answer to that question. I mean, I got to go fund me that, pit to or I don't have a GoFundMe, but I should have one. You know, that, you know, <laughs> government can like put in some money for me. I'm just curious how this all works because I just feel like it's, they're just going to pay the fine just like they've done several times before. They're going to get told, Hey, you can't do this. You can't do that. They're going to be like, okay, no problem. There's going to be a bunch of lawyers. And then at the end of the day, Facebook gets bigger. 
Google gets bigger, Amazon gets bigger, and then the treasury maybe gets a few bucks. Where does where does Elon fit into this whole picture? Oh, as far as like uh like Well, he he has a he has a rocket company that's subsidized has, apparently by the government. I didn't didn't realize he, that. He he has an electric car company. Mm. It has a boring company. He has a he he has a whole making company, yes. Um and he has solar power and battery companies that all tie into some of his other ventures and he's got a satellite company. Like when does, when does Elon become a monopoly? At some point, politics has a lot to do with it. So if we, if you ever watch like on history channel or like Amy, you know, like the history of America, the men that built America, you know, it's like all these series and there's standard oil, I think is what, uh, during Teddy Roosevelt, if and I'm, I could be totally wrong. We need to intern. Fact check me. I think it was during Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Standard Oil was the poster child, and the reason we have monopoly laws today, it's because they could basically fuck us all up if they want to with oil demand and whatnot. And they were just price fixing and what exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we talk all the time about Apple. They picked an arbitrary thirty percent. Uh, tax basically on app developers and whatnot you know i think the problem with monopoly and i think the problem with with this <laughs> with this podcast episode it's hard to put your own figure oh that right there yes you you you're doing a monopoly yes yes sir you're doing a monopoly over there i see it i'm gonna report you you know it's it's just not like that you know so how is how is iChat different than whatsapp I couldn't. Oh, well, isn't WhatsApp's allegedly end-to-end encryption? But nobody really believes that. Right. No, we've, <laughs> that's another episode as well. Go look through the archives. I can't... The ethics of encryption, I think we talked about that. Um, I, I don't know. I get you. I'm with you. This whole definition is just horseshit. I think it's... Uh, you know, I... I'll admit it. I just don't like Facebook and I I can't, I'll get some popcorn watching this shit. I hope they burn, you know, but that's just on me. hundred percent. I just feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's one of the election lawsuits right now. I, I feel like it's just angry people who wouldn't like something to change without a whole lot to stand on. Unless they bring up the advertising thing. I think your advertising thing is 100% legit, but I don't see anything written about it so far. Well, I think it's actually their smartest angle. And this, you know, imagine this going to court. I think you could reason everything you've reasoned. You could probably reason a lot of what I've reasoned. And then it might just depend on what judge you get. And then the appellate process. And then eventually getting up. This will probably make the Supreme Court, just due to the amount of dollars involved, this will probably make the Supreme 100%. Court. 100%. And does it come down to politics? Maybe. Does it come down to what they had for breakfast that day? And you're like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to vote. Break up. You know? Why not? You know, <laughs> you know, it could be whimsical. Who knows? Well, it, it could be the decision that present prevents another Facebook from ever happening, which I would also think that that might be anti-competitive in and of itself. But how, I would actually like to transition this. Oh, go ahead. Well, how do you how do you know? How can you prevent a Facebook? Because a Facebook isn't a Facebook until it's a Facebook. Right. Yeah. I don't I mean, I mean, we have I'm the Standard sure. Oil, the Ma Bell, and the digital version of the this. banks. So, 
Well, remember, there was massive bank deregulation, too, at one point. It's like pornography. I know it when I see it, Bob. You know, that's our official definition of obscene here in America. I know it when I see it. Okay, thanks for the very big definition, government. (laughs) Well, I would like to transition this conversation into a company that doesn't, I feel like, in the technology circles that I read about, is often overlooked when it comes to monopolistic stuff. But given the fact that they just bought Slack for $27.7 billion, I I feel like Salesforce gets a weird pass. Oh, so when I saw when Salesforce bought Slack, I said, wait a second, isn't Salesforce owned by Microsoft? Is is that? that No, Salesforce is Salesforce, and they're a giant. They're a giant. Okay, so I'm glad I got that wrong because I'm like, wait a second, is, how's that not a conflict of interest? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> no, Microsoft has a Salesforce. Well, I'm going to probably answer my own question here. Microsoft has a Salesforce competitor, which they call their Microsoft Dynamics 365 or whatever okay. it's called now. But it's basically Salesforce's background is in uh, CRM, client retention management or whatever, customer relation management. I don't remember the exact acronym, but they've been slowly buying pieces in the form and shape of other companies for quite a long time. And they have employees measured in the millions all over the world. And I just feel like they get a pass and they, they obviously had enough capital to drop $27.7 billion on a chat app. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia article here of their acquisitions and it's several scrolls worth of just like, yeah. So some of the ones that you might've heard before, exact target tableau, uh, MuleSoft, and, um, yeah. Pardot. That's a lot. They own Pardot, which is email marketing. I mean, they bought tons of companies. Okay. So I'm sure they're on nobody's radar at the government because we're a reactive government, never a proactive government. <laughs> you over but there, it's not like they just <laughs> Yeah. It's not like they just did this overnight. They've been doing this over the course of yeah. decades, I feel uh, like. About fourteen years. The first acquisition was in April two thousand six, and they acquired Slack as recent as this month, and apparently they acquired Acumen Solutions for $570 million this month as well, but apparently there's no B in that, so there's um, very little. So it's chump change. Yeah, exactly. I'll take I'll take half that. You give me $250 million to acquire the Bob and Kevin show, I will walk away Sold. gritting ear to ear. <laughs> Sold. All right, oh. so that leads me to my next question about Slack. What about Slack is worth $27 billion? 28. Let's just call it 28 because it's 27.7. So my first interaction with Slack was in 2013 when it was a startup company. And um, they, uh, somebody at our agency was like, hey, we should try this thing called Slack. Totally didn't have any positive or negative feelings. I'm like, okay, just the thing we're going to use to, to chat. But it totally... Within a year, it totally transformed how we communicate. I stopped sending emails because before Slack, what did we do? If you need to send an email to Sally, who might be in the same building as you, you, you send her an email. You know, well, if you need to send something to her, you send an email and then she sent one back. And then you send, you know, it was email. Slack got rid of that. And then Slack also changed how we interact to the chagrin of some people because it, it, it's a direct IV, if you will. 
to people. And it's changed people like no longer can you be like, oh, I know you I know you get this right away. So it's like this on demand <laughs> attention right. grabber. Um so I think that's what Slack changed the game of. But I will tell you, when Slack first came out and um people are like, Yeah, you Slack, I'm like, wait, how's this different like AOL Instant Messenger or Yahoo or Messenger or you know, whatever. So I have an answer for that, but Bob, what about you and Slack? How it's impacted me? Yes. Oh, I mean, it's a game changer, but it's simple. Like, I'm trying to figure out what makes it worth, like how many, how many subscriptions do they have to sell to recoup their $27.7 billion? I don't know, but here's something I learned. In July of this year, Slack sued Microsoft for anti-competitive behavior. Wow, there's a parallel. (laughs) (laughs) And it was in the EU because Microsoft illegally bundled their competing Microsoft Teams collaboration product with the Microsoft Office Suite. It makes you, though, wonder about... No, there's no comparison between Teams and Slack. I'm sorry. (laughs) Slack's so much better, I think. Yes. But my point is, is... The the whole anti-competitive thing is if I have any product, so if I start a Minesweeper game and it gets viral, can I then sue Microsoft be like, hey, you're bundling Minesweeper in Windows. That's anti-competitive. At some point, you got to say, hmm, yeah, because we have the whole ecosystem things. When Apple says you can only have these apps on iOS, when Android has these apps on iOS, when Windows bundles with that, we're talking about ecosystems. So I think the, the elephant in the room for a lot of these is, is it okay to have a monopoly in your ecosystem or not? Yeah, but probably. Uh, <laughs> it's so cut and dry, Bob. Just give me an answer. <laughs> But I think it's competitive, even if you have it contained in your ecosystem, because you can always go outside of it because you're getting a bundled product. Ah, yeah, but but here, and let anyway, me I'm, let me ch- challenge your thinking. I'm running real some quick. quick math here. I'm running some quick math here. Okay. If I have a thousand person company, okay, and I go with the plus level of uh, Slack which is $12.50 a month per user. Mm-hmm. That's only 150 grand a year. Yeah. How many times does 150 go into 150 grand go into 20 28 billion? <laughs> well, I'm on the Wikipedia site uh, for the year 2019 they had 401 million in revenue but they had a net income of 141 million loss. So they're bringing in money but they're also bleeding it out pretty good. Yeah, but that in in my mind, that means it takes infinity years to recoup twenty seven point seven billion dollars. <laughs> oh, um, Slack's super expensive. It's like five dollars a user though per month. Yeah, but I just did the expensive one. That's twelve fifty a user per month, and it was only one hundred fifty grand a year for a thousand person company. Well, how many companies? You know, I know, but how many companies does it take to make? I mean, how many companies in how many years? I don't know. I just feel like this is a bad purchase. <laughs> well, just remember, some companies are making so much money in 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 the West Wing, and that when they go over to the East Wing, we're like, "Hey, let's buy some people losing money, so we don't have as much profit, so we don't have a big a tax bill." You know, that totally happens. So, so do you think that they bought Slack as a tax write off? 
I think they look at it and go, well, we have money to burn right now. So let's offset our profits with this company. And when, when and if this company turns a profit, it's a double win. You know, just because you buy a company that's losing money does not mean that's a bad investment at all. You could totally use that to your advantage. And then Salesforce integrates this technology into their Salesforce cloud so that you don't have to have a Slack subscription in addition to your there you go. Salesforce you know, subscription. Somehow. Right. So then, so the, not to bring it full circle, but is that anti-competitive behavior? <laughs> well, since we haven't really truly defined it, I can't tell you for sure, but I can give you a gut feel, which we love to do here in the Bob and Kevin show. Just tell us what you're <laughs> feeling. And I would say, yeah, that kind of feels like it. Right. So again, why the fuck is Salesforce getting a pass here? I don't get it. Why are they not uh, on that list? Because they're a bigger fish. The government doesn't like to take out the, um, the person smoking a joint, right? They want to take out the dealer. So they go Salesforce for the bigger fish. is a dealer. They're it just is, so incognito. It is, but it's maybe the, you know, it's, it's top 10, but it's not top five. We opened the show saying that <laughs> Facebook bought Instagram for a billion dollars and bought WhatsApp for $19 billion. That is a total of 20. Salesforce just dropped $28 billion for a chat app. Hey, I, I, I feel I, like, like I they said, should would, be on the same list. Yeah, but hey, I'm not defending them. I'm just saying the government's going for the bigger, biggest fish first and going from there. But you're right. Why would shouldn't shouldn't the uh, FTC or whoever approves these need to, you know, shouldn't this be approved? Maybe it's going through that first. I don't know. Maybe it's going to get kicked back. Have you ever used any? Um, Slack competitors, teams. Okay, other than teams, teams will make me cry because it's so terrible. But Microsoft gets to force it down your throat, and that's what hurts. And that's part of the anti competitive. It's like, well, we used to use Slack and it was all happy here, but then we we noticed that our Office 365 came with a free subscription of Teams, so we saved ourselves that. X number of dollars a year, even though it's an inferior product, but hey, we save money. Have a nice day, guys. That's what even is if trail of tears. Even if the adoption was mandatory, I still know that there's departments in companies that have done that that still have on off the books subscriptions to Slack. No, oh, yeah. not my company, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Asking Josh, for I sure hope you ran that disclaimer. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, but I've used river, which is a competitor to Slack back in yeah. the day before we, back in the day before we decided to go to Slack or go with Slack before Microsoft teams existed, we tried river for a little while. It was terrible. Um, but it was new, but I'm sure that that hurt them because when it's new and it's not good. And then there's another piece of software out there that's a little bit older and is a little bit better or gooder is the case. Maybe. I mean, that's that's the definition of competition. I hate to keep going back to that, but somebody's well, got to lose. But always. it's also a matter of perspective. It's like the uh, the Russian dolls or the onion model. So from one perspective, you're like, yes, Apple competes with Microsoft. Microsoft competes with Google and so on and so forth. Okay, great. Now there's a microcosm that exists within Apple 
or within Microsoft, within Google. Those microcosms are the App Store. So let's say, okay, so now there's there's macro competition. Then let's call it more micro competition or just a, a st- take a step in. So if you were to say, okay, now that we are, we know that there is or isn't competition at that level, let's look at my, or Apple specifically. They have their own world. They have their own marketplace, which then has its own competition or non-competition. So I, I don't know that we can always say, oh, it's uh, Microsoft versus Apple. It could be Apple versus Apple as far as monopoly is all I'm trying to say, you know, is, you know, now that we've trapped you in your ecosystem for whatever reason, ha, you have to pay the rent, you know, and I'm like, ah, you know, that's where I think people get irked. It's not necessarily that, well, we have competition, but I guarantee to you in these lawsuits, Facebook's going to say, yes, that's where the competition is. But then we we say, okay, Microsoft, let's look at your own internal um, uh, systems. You know, if I want to, you know, is 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 it um, Facebook user versus Facebook user? Is it fair? But guess what? At this point, you played judge and jury at everything. So is it is it really competitive? Because you're the only one that's going to win in this situation because you're selling to you're selling ads to both sides. You know, Republicans and Democrats. I yeah, know. it's not clear, I mean, but I'm just asking. Again, if I think if yeah, fuck, mm. <laughs> I got nothing. So I I think if I'm the, so put on your Supreme Court uh, robe or whatever they're called. Um, this case has come to you. The first thing you're going to do is go, well, shit. What's the law say when it comes to this, right? Well, if I'm a Supreme Court justice, I probably should know what that says. Do you? Do you know everything about computer science? Do you know everything well, about no, every case law? Well, maybe I'm famous also not, ones, but... <laughs> I'm also not a Supreme Court developer, so... <laughs> uh, I would argue that there's no way a Supreme Court justice could know every case that's ever been ever. Yeah, they know the ones that are in school, but... You know, once you get out of school, you have to keep up with these things, but that's why yeah. they all have legal teams. So anyway, my point but is... I guess they probably had a few antitrust cases come in front of them, though. Prob- probably, and in, in yes, they, they do. But let's say, for whatever reason, we got appointed because we happen to know the president. Whatever. <laughs> so we don't right. know anything else. We just know the guy or gal. So I'll just call you, I'll just call you Bart. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I'm there. I'm on the, the first thing I would want to do is say, well, what does the law say? And, and, and I know there's different kinds of, you know, are you a constitutionalist justice and all these different things. But I think you first got to go, well, what does the law say? And I'm a person of, well, if the law says you can, then I guess you can. And if the law says you can't, then I guess you can't. So let's figure out what the law says you can and can't. And then that's where we get into the gray areas because are you doing the thing you can't or are you doing the thing you can? And then that's where it starts getting very subjective. And that's where all the lawyers are going to pour all of their effort and go, well, let's find the subjective parts and let's tug on those strings as best we can for our side. Right. But I think, again, this came up in the beginning of the conversation how are they going to, how is Facebook going to define themselves in the case? And how is the government going to define Facebook 
in the case. And it's like, if they <laughs> Easy. can't come... One's going to be, you're good, we're good. And the other one's like, you're bad. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. But I'm saying like the definition. So if, if Facebook comes to the table and says, we're a social media company and the government says, but you're not. And then Facebook says, no, 100% we are a social media company. I mean, look at this. Everything we do is about social and people. And there's, you know, Twitter and then there's, you know, Parler and there's other social media companies. So obviously we're not being anti-competitive in that realm. Well, and then the government says, oh, whoa, whoa, but you are when it comes to advertising. And then Facebook has to scramble. But if they stick to the social media aspect of it, it's not going to get broke. I mean, it's not going to get broken up anyway, but it's just going to be a weird case. It's going to be incumbent upon the plaintiffs, in this case, the government, to bear the burden of proving that that Facebook is anti-competitive. So we're going to have to play the wait and see and see exactly more in detail what the government is alleging and go from there. And yeah. If, if you made it to the 50, actually the 60th minute of the podcast, this is one that we would really, really love some social engagement on. Like, what do you think is going to happen? You know, what are your thoughts on the case? I would love to, I mean, you know, all seven of you, nine of you, if you want to get together, I'm sure you all know each other. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let us know because I, I think we've, We've probably killed this dead horse, right? Yep. Uh, yes. And in true Bob and, and Kevin. And I just got the big rap sing signal from, from across the planet. <laughs> wrap it up, Bob. <laughs> so, uh, in true Bob and Kevin fashion, we'd like to tackle the topics that have no clear answer. Because if the answer were 42, we would have been over at the first minute mark. It's the 60 second mark rather than the 60 minute mark. So we'd like to talk about these different play it out and i really think this could come down either way but i really don't think they're gonna get broke up i just i just don't what's yeah, final I word think bob we we're i think we're both in agreement on the not breaking up um we're heading toward the end of uh, the year that has been the decade of 2020 and uh we're excited for 2021 and we hope you are too thanks for tuning in and uh you know what we'll catch you one more time here in 2020 i think so talk to you next time Bye. Hey, have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at the Bob and Kevin Show? Well, first, you can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob and Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans, you can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect. <laughs>